Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In our last two studies, Jesus has been teaching His disciples to pray. He has given them a model of prayer. He has given them an illustration of persistence in prayer. Today on Drawing Near, the Lord commands His disciples regarding prayer and encourages them. Take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 11 and follow along as we study Ask, Seek, Knock. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. And our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer, and it is a privilege. We have no right, we have nothing in and of ourselves that merits our coming before you at all, yet alone in prayer, seeking your wisdom, seeking what you may provide for us. And yet, Father, you not only encourage us to pray, you command us to pray. And you tell us that we lack if we do not pray. And so, Father, help us humbly in faith, to come before you in prayer, and to do so under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and in Jesus' name. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin our study today, let's do so by reading Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 9. Jesus says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. These first two verses of our passage today are very, very critical to understand what Jesus is saying. In our last study, he taught his disciples about persistence in prayer using an illustration of a friend who came to a friend's house asking for help. In this passage, Jesus continues his instruction regarding persistence, but he does so with instruction and then encouragement. His instruction is to ask, seek, and knock. Now, in this instruction, it's important for us to understand that the original language doesn't simply say ask, but the grammar of the original language is ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. There's that element of persistence here. It's not just ask and immediately God's going to give it to you. Certainly he can, but that's not what the Bible is teaching us here. That's not what the Lord is teaching us here. The Lord is emphasizing that we are to go to the Lord in prayer, asking for things, seeking and knocking. Now, if we look at those words alone, we are to ask. We're not to tell God anything. (laughs) We're not to command God. He's the master, we're the servant. We're to go and seek permission. We're to go and seek provision. We're to ask God, and we're to ask and keep asking. And Jesus encourages us by saying, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep seeking. What are we to seek? Well, we're to seek God's will. We're to seek understanding. We're to seek his power and his presence, his help. There are lots of things that we seek. And seeking is a different thing than asking. We're to seek and keep seeking. And Jesus says, and you will find. Then he goes on and says that we're to knock. 
The idea of knocking is to have a door opened. It's to go in a direction or enter or to receive by knocking. It's not forcing our way in. It's not demanding, just like asking is not commanding. We're to knock and keep knocking, and it will be open to you. The door will be open to you. The opportunity will be open to you. The way will be open to you. So we have this persistence that is emphasized in verse 9. Ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. And Jesus encourages us by saying that God will respond. He emphasizes that even further in verse 10. In verse 10, he says, For everyone who asks and keeps asking, receives. And he who seeks and keeps seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keeps knocking, it will be opened. This is so important that Jesus virtually says the same thing in verse 9 and in verse 10. In verse 9, it's phrased in such a way that we are commanded, we are instructed to do these things. In verse 10, it's phrased in such a way that we were encouraged. But it says the same thing. Then Jesus gives us this explanation or this reasoning behind all of this. In verse 11, he says, If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he, the father, give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he, the father, give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Now, verses 11 and 12 are kind of interesting and kind of simple. The truth is, if there's a father who cares about his child, his son, in the very least, when the son comes to him and seeks bread or seeks fish, notice the elements here. This is food. This is provision. These are things that are somewhat necessary to live. If a son asks for bread or fish or an egg, is the father going to give him something less than he asked for? No, of course not. If the son comes and asks his father for bread, if the father is able to do it, he's going to give him bread, or he's going to give him fish, or he's going to give him an egg. He's not going to give him a stone or a serpent or a scorpion in its place. He's not going to give him something that's going to harm him instead of what he asked for. But then in verse 13, we're told this. If you then being evil, you hear what he says there? God is good. We are not. God is perfectly loving, perfectly wise, perfectly righteous, holy, and good. We are not. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The first part of verse 13 is critical. We are evil. And yet, even in our selfishness, even in our evil, even in our imperfect relationships and love for other people, we know how to give good gifts to our children. If we being evil do that, why would we expect God to do less? We shouldn't. So we need to understand that when we go to the Lord in prayer, we're to be persistent. And in our persistency, God's going to hear the plea of his children. And God, who is loving and good, will give good gifts to his children. But notice the last part of verse 13. Jesus doesn't say that God will give good gifts. Rather, he says, how much more will your heavenly Father 
Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. What's the greatest thing we could receive from the Father? Is it fish? Is it bread? Is it an egg? Is it food for a physical body? No. The greatest gift we can receive from the Father is salvation, is fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who is our seal to redemption. It's the Holy Spirit who is our pass into heaven. It is the Holy Spirit who is our connection to the Father. It's the Holy Spirit who instructs and encourages, who corrects, who illuminates, who gifts. And so getting the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit given to us, is the greatest gift we could receive because of all that accompanies the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit, according to the New Testament, aids us in our praying. How wonderful is God! How good is God! That He gives us exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever begin to ask. Who knows our needs before we ask? Who encourages us to boldly come before the throne of grace? Who gives us the Holy Spirit, who has given us His Son? And notice the language of all of this. God is our Father. We are to pray like children to a father. Now, unfortunately, many children today don't know about asking, seeking, and knocking. All they do is demand and throw a fit if they don't get what they want. But that's not the context here, and certainly you know that. We're to come before our Father, first, thankful that He, because of His love, mercy, and grace, has chosen to become our Father, has chosen to make us His children, heirs with Jesus Christ. And then as we come thankfully, we're to come humbly, recognizing we're unworthy, we don't deserve this, or anything else that he would give us. But then we're to come in faith, just as Jesus said, faith and being persistent in praying through faith. And our good Father, our Heavenly Father, will bless us. He will give to those who ask. He will allow us to find when we seek. He will open the door to us as we knock. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for your bountiful gifts, your gifts of grace. Thank you, Father, for giving us what we don't deserve. Thank you, Father, for welcoming us into your family and giving us your Holy Spirit. Father, help us to learn how to pray, to continue to grow in our praying to see it as the holy thing that it is. Father, there's not power in prayer. There's power in our relationship with you, provided through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the presence of your Holy Spirit. You are the power. And we come to you through prayer because you tell us to. Thank you, Father, for that understanding and for that faith. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.